0: Um, What do we do um, if God is dead? Uh, That's clearly such an important theme for for Nietzsche um, and and, and expressed in the form not of a simple atheistic declaration, there is no God, but rather God is dead. Um, And it seems to me that Jung has been trying to respond to that, think through the consequences of that. Um, One of the ways in which that was done was through the uh, little text the Septim Sermones um, at Mortuos, and now we can see with the publication of the Red Book what a big topic this is for. Uh, this is for young, and one of the lines that one finds in the in the sermons in the Red Book is that um, a, a God is not dead. It is de ye He is more alive than than, than ever, and that's clearly a riposte, um, to Nietzsche.
1: He's more alive than ever.
0: Well. That's that's the statement that, um, uh, that that's made, and it seems to me that the Red Book, which is a kind of anti zaratustra is is wanting to work that is wanting to work that through. But it, it seems to me that um, look at the way that Nietzsche presents the death of God. He does it in the form of uh, this little passage in uh, the Gay the Gay Science one two five. This parable of the madman. Who's going around at midday with the uh, with the lamp, uh, looking for God, um, and he can't uh, and he can't find him. And this is full of lots of of, of echoes of um, uh, the biblical story of, of Elijah. All this stuff about the God on holiday. Um, is he deaf? Can't he can't I hear you? There's that kind of play in there. Um, uh, the idea of as, as well of um, uh, in in pre-Socratic times. Looking for looking for for humankind. Can you find it as an abstract an abstract idea? Diogenes and his uh, and his lamp. Um, so it's it's a very rich allegorical story, um, which is then taken up and assumed as the starting point for for Zarathustra, which is of course a great poetic work uh, in its own in its own right. Um, it's a philosophical text, uh, but it's also literary text. Now compare that with Jung's uh, red book, where we where we have. Um, this cry at the beginning, "Where are you, my soul?" Again, it all sounds very Nietzschean. There are lots of echoes from Nietzsche that are built into the into the Red Book, and you actually have this encounter with, however one wants to describe the deity in the uh, in, in the Red Book. But it is imaginative, uh, it is poetic. Um, of course, it's also illustrative as as well. It's artistic because you have these because you have these pictures. But it seems to me significant that both. Nietzsche and Jung are trying to prosecute their arguments with this aesthetic, aesthetic elaboration of them. They're not writing very dry academic treatises. They're, they're writing poetic and imaginative works, but which have a very, very important question, which is this question of, is God dead? And if he isn't, what does it mean for him to be alive?
1: And when you say, um, you describe the Red Book as an anti-Saratustra and uh, could you say a little bit more?
0: I mean, what is Jung up to with the Red Book is um, uh, is very interesting question, and we can now, thanks to the Black Books, begin to sort of pursue that genesis more uh, more clearly in in, in textual terms. Um, but it seems to me an, an imaginative working through of a set of psychological predicaments, um, and that's also what Zadoktus is as, as well. And of course, that that's that's the reading. Um, perhaps I've been a little bit overinfluenced by by Jung in this regard. that that's the kind of reading that Jung offers in his uh, in his seminars. Um, which is a very strange reading in 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 many ways. Um, but uh, amidst all the bits where I sometimes think Jung goes slightly astray, like this whole question of the identity between. Zarathustra as a figure and Nietzsche as a a writer. I don't find that part so helpful, as it? But other parts are full of brilliant intuitions. And I think the real key idea and what's the breakthrough is to see Zarathustra as kind of an an unfolding set of psychological experience. Um, And, of course, that also applies to the Red Book as well. And I, I think that one could interestingly read some of the comments that Jung makes in his Nietzsche seminar, and apply them to his Red Book, and I guess I think that's true of lots of things with the, with the Red Book. That in retrospect we think, aha, statements that are made in Young's published works take on a new hue when we compare them to the Red Book. I'm thinking about, for example, um, uh, the couple of the essays on psychology and literature in, um, in in volume 15, when he talks about the visionary work, and you think, well, my goodness, actually that's kind of an explanation of what he's what he's up to in the Red Book as well.
1: But, but I'm, all, I'm also wondering about, uh, yeah, I'm wondering about Christ in this, because uh, I also know Shandazani and Hillman, when they discuss the Red Book in this Lament of the Dead, they're oh. quite clear on sort of concluding that the central sort of theme or the person that shows up that he's trying to really work through and work, uh, understand, is, is Christ. Oh. So I'm just wondering—it's like this absence of Christ, or, or, or this other pattern of redemption, another type of eluso in the form of Faust or imitatio Christi versus imitatio Faust. I'm just wondering if there's something that you've been thinking about around this. What does he yeah. Think? Well. Yeah.
0: yeah no, I I, I. I think. I think. Um, Sonno and Gentilman are, are, are right to emphasise the centrality of the Christ figure for the uh, uh, for the Red Book, um, but of course it, it, it is a Christ uh, figure where the, the the iconography is given this this um, distinctly Jungian twist. Um, through, through having the serpent coming out through the through through, through the uh, through the mouth of the Christ figure, for having all this solar symbolism that goes that goes around it, um, and it is um, uh, it's more of a Gnostic figure of Christ, isn't it, than of the the, than, than of the Orthodox um, uh, figure. Um, I suppose I see that it's, and you also have these references to Thomas the Kempis, the Imitation of Christ. So that's that's another. Um, dimension in which this in which this question is is addressed. But at the same time, when you have the figure of, of Ishtar, when you have the figure of the god that can be shrunk down into the egg and in order to be reborn and and so on, that doesn't sound much like Christianity to me. That sounds as if it's it's moved into a, a more syncretic, um, uh, a, a, a much more um, composite. A uh, uh, kind of, kind of approach. And, and I suppose if one looks at the, at, at the black books, um, the figure that emerges to me most strikingly in the, in, in the seventh, uh, of, seventh of those black books is, is, is not Christ, uh, but is Votan. Um, so it seems to me that, that whilst Christianity is part of, uh, Jung's intellectual cultural outlook it it's not the be all and the and, and the end all of it and that's and that's one of the reasons why Jung is important because if we want a thinker who is global intercultural intertextual he he takes he takes all those boxes.